When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hola, amigos. This is Ray Hudson from BN Sports and Sirius XM FC. And you are listening to Barca Talk. <laughs> Today on Barca Talk, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, the five stages of another terrible Champions League elimination. Bayern Munich humiliated Barca in Lisbon while handing them their worst Champions League defeat in their history. We break down the game and try to figure out what is next for the club. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Barca Talk, the FC Barcelona podcast from Spain. I'm Gabriel Quiroga from Madrid and joining me today from Miami. Alejandro Villegas. Alejandro, ¿qué tal? Well, I'm going to say I'm okay right now because it's been a couple of days. So it's it's been a little time to recover, to heal a little bit. But it's it's not a good moment. But we, we saw it coming somehow. I mean, we knew something bad was coming, but I guess we never expected to be this bad. But I'm good. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I just got back from Valencia last weekend. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I accomplished my goals of beach and paella every day. Uh, I'm going to put a video on YouTube soon. Hopefully this week. We'll see how that goes of my travels there. I also went to the Mestalla. So that was pretty fun. But like you said, um, I we're going we're gonna to dive right into this match, obviously, because that's obviously the topic of conversation. But I have to be honest, Alejandro, I kind of had this bad feeling. I talked to this about with Mariana during the week, and I said I was being conservative by saying 2-1, but at the same time, I could see this baliza, this spanking coming, you know? Um, let's talk about the lineup first. I mean, I think that is the biggest, that, that's a starting point of, you know, talking about this game. So obviously the starting lineup had Ter Stegen, Semedo, Pique, Longley, Alba, Sergio Roberto, Vidal, De Jong, Busquets, Messi, and Suarez. So four four two. What were we thinking with this lineup? Well, we, we, nobody want. Well, I'm not going to say nobody. I didn't want Busquets to be back, and I didn't want Vidal to be uh-huh. back because I think we kind of showed something different against, especially in that first half against Napoli. So I, we saw something mm-hmm. different, and we saw that could, that we could play without him, right? And if he wanted to go the four four two route. He had other guys there to to try to do this without the the slow team, right? Because we saw we saw that yeah. Rakitic is a little faster than than Busquets and 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 more physical, and it's better going uh, up for the, those crosses that hurt us so bad. So for me, Rakitic could have played there. I mean, it's not like it's, it was going to be a, a big, huge difference, but I think it, it could have been better. Mm-hmm. But I, 
I mean, it's it's been a long it's been a long season talking about why is Busquets <laughs> playing all the important games, right? And and that was yeah. my main thing. And the other thing is, why not go with your young guys? Since since Butch yeah. started that game against Atletico, I was like, okay, here we go. This is the time for them to keep growing in this type of play, in these type of games. It was gonna be okay if if they lost. 3-0 and, and Pooch played in the 90 minutes. I mean, that's how you grow. That's how you learn. That's okay. I, I need to get better at this or that. And it's just frustrating that he didn't actually play. So, and and then and then yeah. if you have four midfielders and you're trying to get the ball, we lost so many balls in, in the back. <laughs> I, I don't even remember. I think it was around 15 or tw- from 15 to 20. And at this yeah. level, no, you shouldn't be wasting so much time and wasting so many balls doing this or, or trying at least two or three long balls and see what happens i mean just get the ball out of the out of that uh, area and not lose so many balls but the thing is i guess we all got excited with the first 10 minutes because it was like back and forth back and forth but we all knew that this team couldn't handle that rhythm right we're not a, we're not a team yeah. to be playing fast paced not even i mean it didn't last like no, not even 20 minutes or 30 minutes. 20 yeah, minutes. Then, not I even, mean, yeah. it was exciting for those first 10 minutes, but we knew it was not going to keep up with the entire game. Yeah. When I when I look at this lineup and the people selected, I have to ask, what is the point of this lineup? There's nothing that makes this lineup strong. There's nothing strong about this lineup. If anything, I would say, this is possibly the worst lineup you can take and the worst formation you can take because, like you said, there's no speed. We have no creation. We're so slow up top, especially with Messi being injured. Suarez up there. Our passing was horrible. We can't continue to keep the pressure on them because we couldn't keep the possession. I mean, how many times did we lose the ball first touches? I mean, especially in the third goal with Sergio Roberto, which was shambolic, you know, with yeah. that 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 movement of that again everyone had a bad game but also it just starts with the lineup and the formation and like you said we want to see a little bit i would rather have lost this eight to do going with the yeah. youths and knowing that we would have tried because i think they would have given more effort and i don't think it would have been as For bad sure. because really the team the team just gave up and again i want to counter with what byron was doing with a four two three one and with having muller behind lewandowski which was absolutely lethal and again this game alejandro was a carbon copy to the like almost to the minutes you know like of the brazil germany world cup game that that's exactly how i felt watching that game about this game after the first goal within the third three minutes of Bayern scoring i knew (laughs) we did not have a shot because the ease of the way they came through i have never seen defending so bad at this level by not understanding overlap basic runs and give and goes from another team. That, I mean, from that point with this formation, like I said, poor Dijon was all by himself. And just like you pointed out, Busquets, we're going to talk about them in the second segment. I'm, I'm really sorry to say, but he has to go because this is part of the problem that goes into it. I mean, let's just go into this really quick. The pressing or lack of press. Well, let's, let's just talk about Bayern's pressing. How good was Bayern's pressing no, against them? It was, it was the key moment for Bayern Munich after the first 10, 15 minutes. When, remember when we tied the game thanks to Alaba 
And then we had we had a couple of plays there. Like Suarez had a one on one, and then yep, Messi had yep. a, like a decent run. And I mean, and he could have even, yeah, and yeah. And then the, yes, yeah. he hit the post. So we could have been. He, we, I mean, we were almost winning this game at some point, which is something yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. to be thinking yeah. about. And and then the second goal, it's it's kind of ah, is that that kind of goal that you you know that you could have avoided, but it's it's fine. But then yeah, after yeah. that, when you're losing two one and. That those minutes were just horrible when we couldn't even get the ball right. out of the out of our box, and it was just so much of good pressure. But here's the thing, and that's why I, I'm saying if you try one, two, three, four, five times and it's not working, just kick it out, kick it out, and then maybe for the second half we can try something different and see what what can work against that pressure because it was obvious that it was not working, and that's that's when I I can blame a little bit the coach. Because he, mm-hmm. he, there is when the coach is like, okay, let, let's go, let's go long, let's let's go in a different route. It's not working right now, and the bad thing is that thirty minutes in, we were losing four one. So it, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like we were only played bad soccer. It was that we were losing four one. It was, and it seemed almost impossible to really recover from this. And watching this from the first thirty minutes, I was doing a live commentary thing, and I and I said, uh-huh. okay. Before, when it was 3-1, maybe you don't change right now because it's, it's only 30 minutes. But right now that it's 4-1, why not? I mean, you you know that this system is not working. So why not just switch the whole thing? I don't know, go 3-5-2 or do whatever you want to do and and, and bring the, the the fresh legs the, uh, in because yeah. it, this is not working. And that, and that, I mean, we have to obviously accept that Bayern's pressure was very effective and that's 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 yeah what they did okay but we could have done better trying to just find a different sure. way to get the ball out of our box that's that's the thing we had this false hope in the first 10 yeah. to 15 minutes when we did have those counterattacking chances breaking mm-hmm. the press right but like you said we weren't able to maintain that and that's mainly because we don't have any speed <laughs> after 10 minutes right and then on top of that on top of that Remember, Alejandro, this is a one-and-done game, and you cannot take these chances of bad passing in from yeah. the box, especially there were so many times when Bayern beat us to the pass. You have to take these chances where you just have to clear it, yeah. resume it, regress, reset reset the defense, and go from there. I mean, and eventually it was just a combination of everything, right? It's 3-1. We start to lose faith. We don't counter. We're trying to pass from the back. They continue to pressure us. We lose the ball. They get another goal. And it's just this this, this avalanche that's reversed, and we just can't get out of it, right? And like you said, that's a really great point. 4-1, I mean, essentially the game is over. Why not throw the kitchen yeah. sink, right? Why not just give the chance, give other players? Because, for example, a real coach who's watching the match – would have taken Alba right yeah. off the field. Like I would have just yelled at Alba and be like, "Gone." You Alba, know what I'm saying? We're going three. Alba five should have been sent off. He was just horrible, and he yeah. committed like three or four fouls that I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna kick him out." Yeah, yeah. I mean, make a make yeah. a point, right? And this is the the problem with Kike Zetian is that he's come into this situation and he just doesn't have the voice or the ability to make these tough decisions, and it just starts with the lineup. Now. Again, I this was really difficult because, you know, we had this, you know, all week here, Alejandro in Spain, it was Bayern talking smack to Messi. You better watch <laughs> out because Messi, Messi, Messi. And no one showed up, Alejandro. No one showed up after 10 minutes. I mean, no one. Again, I point this out on Twitter and people were saying, I don't need to see the players yelling at 
I do. Okay. My, my friend who's an Italian, he, he messaged me and he said, not one player got a yellow card because they were angry. Yeah. And that is like what that's the point, you know, there's no fight. Yeah, in the only team. one was Vidal, but he was just crazy all over the yeah. place and, and he, he was in another yeah, yeah. in another mood, right? I have the feeling that this team, I mean, okay, Messi is the guy that can make the difference and we all know this, but we I mean, go back to the Barça teams, to the Luis Enrique teams. They just had solid defense, the greatest midfield, mm -hmm. and that's why Messi showed up because I mean he made the difference. And and Look at it. We we talked about two goals and maybe we could have scored three or four against this Bayern Munich, which is a very good team. But I mean, they just crushed us and they could have scored 10 or 12 yeah. goals if they wanted to. Correct. So Correct. so sometimes Correct. I mean, okay, I know in before the and even Vidal said you're gonna you're not gonna face a Bundesliga team, you're gonna face Barcelona, the greatest team. Huh. And and this I'm guy. I, the thing is if he play if Setien played the guys that we wanted him to play maybe it was more of an even match but we knew that Busquets was going to come back we knew that he loved Vidal yeah. and Vidal was going to be there yeah. we knew that stop stop right there stop right there so the other thing too is since Vidal was in the press yeah. conference you knew he was yeah, starting yeah. like that's the thing right it's it was I mean we we maybe for those that are not following Barcelona all, all year like we have Maybe they didn't know. I mean, they have the option because because the young yeah. played a good game against Napoli and and Rakitic yeah. was okay playing there. So maybe a, a, the young uh, Busquets and Rakitic midfield could have been an option for for Setien. But I don't know. We all knew. I mean, I had the feeling that Vidal was going to play, and I knew Busquets was going to play. So yeah. and the young was was going to start anyway because he was having a, a good comeback, even though this game was in a necessarily his his best performance and then my surprise was Sergio Roberto staying there and him going for the 4-4-2 kind of thing and yeah. and here's the other thing again in an important match we don't have Griezmann there and it's yeah. we've paid yeah. so many millions over the years and this is another game when we didn't have the 100 whatever from Dembele, 100 whatever from Griezmann, and 100 whatever playing for the other team and scoring against us. So, so yeah. that's just yeah. a summary yeah. of how bad these buyings has have been for for Barcelona in the, in the last yeah. couple of years. They just, I mean, it's just money thrown away and nothing being really competitive for and the no, team. No, no vision. no vision at all. No so it's it's frustrating from all the sites that you can look at it. Yeah, and yeah. it's I and I know Messi gets yeah. a lot of a lot of complaints from from mo mostly social media people talking about well the captain whatever. I don't know man this team was all over the place. I, I don't think that there was no yeah. nothing that, that Messi could have done. But I, I think there was a lot that Setien could have done earlier in the game. I mean he had five subs and sure. he only used two of them. Yeah yeah It's I don't I don't I just I just it's can't crazy. get it. They start they and on top of that on top of that Suarez played yeah they played 90. 90, yes <laughs> and and look at I mean look at it the game was four two when he scored that goal right that was the moment like okay Suarez yeah, yeah. you're good thank you out yes Goodbye. no I mean it was four two and we yeah, still yeah, had thirty minutes to play so it's like I yeah. can't believe that it works somehow kind of in this game still and yeah. and nothing i mean that was the moment for uh, you know what refreshing legs let's let's go for it maybe this is our shot yeah. maybe this is our moment momentum was going our way somehow a little bit and 
Nothing. It's just nothing. nothing. And the thing is, they, they it's not like they weren't ready because they started warming up in, in the mid-time and yeah, in half-time. Half time. And Ansu Fati was ready. I know Ricky Puch was ready. Rakitic was ready. I, I mean... I mean, whoever you wanted to put there, it was yeah. it was good to refresh the team because we were just not being the dominating team on the pitch. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, the uh, I, we just have two more points I wanted to because there's I mean this game was for me it's the Juventus debacle, then Roma, <laughs> then Liverpool, right? And then this season they tell us no 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 we have it under control we know what we're doing. You know, trust in us as the players. We we're going to be focused, and the, and then this is the worst defeat in Champions League history yeah. for Barca. And this is what the, what really annoys me is because along with the board, which we're going to talk about in the second half, it's just this team. Not only is it fiend the ciclo this year, this was fiend the ciclo three years ago. <laughs> and the problem is, the problem is, it's not that all the team has to go. Now it has to go. But I'm just saying, you have to interject the players. And like you said, he only used yeah. two subs. Why not put Fati? Why not put Dembele? Just anything to, to liven this team up because that's what it needed. And again, the Suarez moment of him playing 90 minutes to me is completely baffling because, like you said, he scores the goal 4-2. I feel like we've gotten everything we're going to get out of him in that match. There was a moment, too, where he was chasing a long ball. When the ball was going and he was in a foot race with a defender, I was like, it was Boateng, by the way, as well. And he lost the foot race, you know, and I was just like, no, just put someone else yeah, yeah. in there. Okay. Just put someone else in there. Anyway, the next topic yeah, I want to talk before, about before, is the defense. Before you go there, which defeat has been worse for you, Roma, Liverpool, or this one? Roma, really? for sure. I think the yeah. one that hurt me more was Liverpool because we were so close to actually beating a good team and being in the final that I felt like we could be there. Yes. I mean, on, on Friday, that, that loss. It was it was depressing, but at the same time we, we we never we never had a shot. So it was like I never felt like yeah. we were advancing at any point. So with yeah. Liverpool and Roma, I had that feeling that okay, the the second leg is gonna be hard, but we're gonna go through. But with the A two, it's just we never had a shot. So I have to, I have two things. For Roma, it's more difficult for me because it was the first goal, yeah. like the first yeah. hit like that. Plus the team was fresher, they were favored, and it was Roma. Like, that's it, you know? Liverpool, that's, I mean, it's such a good team last year. That's a 50-50. Obviously, we had the chance. But this is the other thing, Alejandro. Imagine if this was two legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, what even happens in the second leg? Does it go, do they score another four and it's all set? I mean, we can't, the only time we've been Bayern is the one time under um, Luis Enrique. The other times we've got hammered by Bayern and they just have our number. But anyway, I want to go to the defense. Okay. The defense to me was one of the key points of the match, not even just to play average defense. We probably would have kept two or three goals yeah. out, but I have to really say Alejandro, the performance of Alba and Semedo together, not understanding the flanks from Davies and Kimmich, which I have to say, those two were playing out of their mind and also Alfonso Davies. <laughs> <laughs> This guy just abused us. And obviously they found something on the film was just to keep attacking the flanks and we had no shot, no shot. And we never adjusted. Yeah, in, and then a lot of people talk about Piquet and whatever he said after the game that if he has mm -hmm. to go, he'll leave. But of the four, I think Piquet was the one who, who had the more decent game. I mean, the defense was, was 
horrible. But... No, it would, you would want to say the least worst yes, game. Something around those lines. <laughs> yeah, because when you see it, yeah. I mean, two or three goals are because Lenglet was just late to the ball. Correct. Correct. The, the, the one goal that you're talking about, referring to about the Alfonso Davis play, we all saw what happened with Semedo. And who scores the goal is the other, yeah. is the right back who's coming from that tight. The young was sleeping, right. Alba was sleeping, right. everybody was sleeping. Correct. So sleeping. Yeah. from if you look at it from in, on the defense standpoint, I think Piquet was not to blame in most of more, more most of the goals. Maybe I don't even know. I don't remember Piquet being actually late for any of them. Yeah, he was. He was. He was late on on the Coutinho goal. Okay. Okay. So this but is the, the, thing, the right? game. The game was this over is, by is, that. Point. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Of course. But this is the thing. This there's so yeah. many goals <laughs> that like Sameda was to blame for two of them. Alba was to blame for two of them. Longley was to yeah, blame for yeah, two yeah. of them. De Jong, one of them. It's like there's so many goals. So again, but again, I just go back to the basic. Uh, of this defending is that it had seemed like they had never seen given goes before and overlaps up the middle because they just continue to hammer us, especially on that third goal where he, uh, Tiago gave the over ball over the top. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, there's someone running and then beats long lay to the middle. Like I've never just seen us like be so yeah. weak in that. Okay. So again, again, this goes through the coaching, the, the, the film, the lineup, the tactics, all the stuff, we were just completely soft and we've been soft for the last two years in these big games. For we defense. were not only soft, but also slow. And against a team like this, that is so explosive, we we saw what was. I mean, we saw what happened. And it's. I mean, it, yeah. and, and that's that's why we. I mean, we. I don't know about, about you, but we all knew that Alba needs a replacement. Like it, it's a it's a, it's a similar case, uh, similar to Suarez, right? We we know that they were very good yeah. at their peak. Perfect, but now I mean it's been a couple of years that that we know that they need a, some some sort of replacement there, and that's why yeah. I guess they try to do with Firpo. It, it didn't quite work as well because Firpo hasn't been the, that player that that's gonna take Alba away from the starting lineup, and and the same happens with the right back. I mean Semedo had a decent season at some points, but we saw that he's probably not to play. I mean he's not a guy to play at, at this level. Especially yeah. on defense, even though on, on attack he didn't do a lot either. Yeah. Anything, so, yeah. and here's the thing: I mean, you have to rebuild the entire defense, maybe based on. Correct. I mean, I would base it on on Piquet and have Lenglet coming off from the bench and and whatever. We saw Eric Garcia playing for Manchester City. He's okay. He can he can get a shot. And we yeah. have Tolibo. You had Araujo there. I mean, you can you can try to do some things over there, but. With the yeah. left back and the right back, I don't know what we're going to do because I yeah. mean, Firpo's there. Uh, I don't know if they're going to just kick him away. Uh, who's their who's their backup for the right back? I don't even know. Sergio Roberto. Yeah, yeah, no I guess. one. I mean, they're going to have to get they're going to they're going to have open tryouts yeah. in Barcelona for this, oh. <laughs> this right back position. But yeah, I mean, we'll talk more about these this player decision. I want to give you a quick note. You know, Christo Soitkov, You know, he is the Barca legend. He apparently do you did you hear about this? I don't know, but he's horrible commenting the games. He's here in the in yes, the, yes, yes, yes. the Univision yeah, yeah, yeah. network, and he's just horrible. He just says yeah, yeah. Barcelona is going to win. Yeah. I'm like, no, watch the game, <laughs> watch the game. They are just terrible right now. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So I don't know if you heard this, uh, but he had mentioned to Bartomeu on the board to scout Alfonso Davies. There you go. No, I don't know no. if you heard this, and. And basically, they said no; they weren't interested because he was Canadian. There you go. 
<laughs> Nothing to do with that. So I just want to leave that. Exactly. I want to leave you that nugget because that was the first match I've seen Alfonso Davies, the yeah. full 90. And my God, like 19 years old and he's already what? Top three left and, back in the and world? he was coming <laughs> off an injury. So maybe he Correct. wasn't even 100% because he, I think... If I don't right. remember, if I remember well, he didn't play the ninety minutes. No, no, yeah. So he, he, he wasn't even like at he was a hundred percent level. So, oh my god, I just yeah. it's it's horrible. <laughs> and, and and I mean, it's, right. he's still young, so we still come buy him, but so, but we don't have money. So, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, they're not they're not gonna pay. They're not gonna sell. The last the last thing I want to talk about just pull this game up because again, you know, we there's just so many faults in this game. It's just you know we've everything everyone said it all and all this stuff. I just need to highlight Thomas Mueller because Alejandro, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but I'm also don't really you know I'm I'm in the middle with him you know, but I respect his game so much right for what he does for the national team and also through Bayern. But again. This guy is the heart and soul of this team. When he scored that first goal and just started yelling, I was like, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> it's going to be a long day because I had seen that, right? You saw that in the Brazil-Germany uh, Brazil yeah, match. Yeah. It was kind of the same feeling. Exactly. And I have to say, Thomas Muller is a baller, and he's kind of one of those players that you forget because of this era with Ronaldo and Messi has taken yeah. all the claim. But Muller is a baller, man. So many Bundesligas, World Cup champion. Has won the Champions League, and now they're on the line to win another one, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's he's, crazy. He's such a good player, and he can move so to so many different positions, and that's what makes him even greater because he can adapt to whatever his coach needs. And we've seen him with even with Guardiola, he was doing something different. He was he he's been doing something different with each one of the coaches that has been there, and he was there in the in the seven zero against Tito Villanova in the semifinals. So he's been there for a long yeah. time, yeah, yeah. Uh, crushing our hearts, right? And and it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. similar to the 1-7 from Brazil because I think that, that game was like 4-0 in like 30 minutes too. It was something crazy like that. Correct. And for a German player, you know Germans are not that emotional, right? But Mueller is like yeah. he's he's in a war right now. And 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 yeah, that's yeah, the type yeah. of player that you will always want in a team, especially in these type of tournaments when it's a winner go home. You you want that type of yeah. guy because he's just he's a great player and he's a leader on the pitch. So we're not surprised by the game that he had against us. We know that he's very good. I just feel like knowing all this, we could have prepared so much better, or or we or we could have yeah, showed that, that we prepared a little better against yeah. against this team. Or more importantly, we wouldn't have lost yeah. eight to two. And That's the thing, right? I mean, like, just show some fight, you know. And and some 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 of the plays are just like basic soccer stuff. Like the the Correct. first one, you know, Lewandowski is gonna give the ball back to Mueller because his his back <laughs> is against the goal. He's it's not like he's gonna turn and kick the ball in. So yeah, it's yeah, basic yeah, yeah. soccer, and I don't know. Barcelona is just not prepared for that. But I mean, kudos to to Mueller and the entire Bayern team because they were just better than us. Yeah, they came to play. Yeah, so we're recording this on Sunday, and now the the semifinal set. So it's PSG against Leipzig. I would probably favor PSG because they're getting their whole team back. But you never, you know. Obviously, we've seen so many upsets right now. Right, last night Man City <laughs> lost to Lyon again. Pep. Oh my God, this is the other thing, right? The week before against Real Madrid, Pep gets a tactics right, doesn't change the thing as team. And then last night, he just completely changes the tactics. I don't know if he didn't take Lyon seriously, but Lyon played a hell of a game last night and they eliminated Man City. So now it's Lyon 
And Bayern, what say you about well, last night's I Man City real quick? Was, I'm going to go the other route. He was so worried about Leon okay. because he couldn't beat him uh, last year in, in the in the group mm-hmm. stage, the stage group or whatever. And I think being so worried about the other team just t- took him away from yeah. what his system is. Because when we saw that he yeah. was losing 1-0, he, he, he just changed the system back and, and they played better. And those those minutes, yeah. Manchester City was better. We, we all knew about the Manchester City team was the, the better team of the two. It was just a matter of them actually scoring the goals. And it's also, I mean, at the end of the day, Sterling missed the goal with the open, with the open, yeah, nobody yeah, sure. there, and that would have been nobody, the two-two, nobody, yeah. and maybe we go to overtime, and it's a it's a different game. Sure. Ederson had two horrible uh, plays. He went out in the first play, I don't know, looking for what, yeah, and then what the doing? second yeah, one, yeah. he just gave the ball to uh, the attacking guy to to Dembele. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you can blame Pep for not going with his team and and actually doing what he's been doing the entire year against a team that is I mean because we can understand if he tries to adapt against Bayern Munich because we we saw what Bayern Munich does but adapting sure. to a team that is not better than you instead of attacking them and then if they if they're doing something that is really hurting you okay you can adapt a little bit but no you should you, he should have gone with with the same team i was surprised that foden didn't start especially after the game he had against real madrid or, or even bernardo silva you can sure. you can switch them because bernardo yeah, silva yeah. has more experience than than foden and i don't know it was, it was it was that type of game that from the beginning we knew that oh my god something's wrong here and yeah, during yeah. the first couple of minutes missed that goal or tried to cross the ball and it didn't go in and we had the feeling that oh my god this is going in a weird way and then the the Leon goal comes out of nowhere and and now they're suffering right so i i mean it's yeah. coming back to playing your system right playing your system and then trying to and then adapt during the game the, the difference between Guardiola exactly. and Setien is that i saw Guardiola actually trying to yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, Trying to maneuver, like, yeah, yeah. Change things and 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 I don't know, doing something for the team. And with Setien, I just I just saw him like Jesus Christ holding to to the bench, <laughs> and that was just a horrible yeah, image yeah, yeah. to to watch. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, after watching all these matches, I definitely picked Bayern as the favorite, not only because of the Palisa they gave us with the eight to two, but I just think. They're just on a roll right now. And I just don't, I mean, I just think they match up favorably with every team and with their speed and so forth. So again, let's, we'll bury this match. I mean, this is, this is just sad because I'm just going to end it with this because, you know, this, this core of players has brought us so much joy, you know, from, you know, the beginning and when they came through La Masia with all the success and also with the national team. And now, you know, this is going to be a, a mark in Barca history with them, you know, with this eight to two, because, you know, no other time have they've lost so bad in, in a Champions League. So, you know, after this, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the who should stay and who should go. But before we get to that, I just want to do a quick message about Patreon. Join our Patreon community for content from Spain about FC Barcelona. This past week, we did some, well, I did. I did some mini pods, and also I did a Barca Talk Cafe video with with Mariana, uh, who's in Barcelona. So we were talking about the match beforehand, just talking about our predictions and also the news here from Spain. So join the community, help support the podcast so we can continue creating Barca content. After the break, we discuss who should stay and who should go. All right, so... 
we're trying to fix the team. I want to be as realistic as possible. I don't want to, you know, make these grand <laughs> illusions of we should sign Lautaro, we should sign. Like, well, yeah, let's let's let's, let's try to be honest because yeah. And and the thing is, you know, this is the hardest thing right now because it's it, you have to take away your romance of these players and you have to be you have to be cutthroat essentially. And so I want to start mm-hmm. with Coutinho because Coutinho is coming back. And this is a big decision, right? Because of his salary and so forth. So what do we do with Coutinho? Do we ultimately try to sell him to anyone or do we keep him? And if we keep him, okay. how do we play him? They, they they have to try to sell him, I think. He's he's not been the, the guy that we expected to be the the scorer and the playing, creating uh, player that we were expecting when he came from Liverpool. But I have the feeling that nobody's going to pay that much money for Coutinho. So we're going to have to actually play him and get the most out of him. And I think it comes, yeah. if they keep playing the 4-3-3, three, three, he doesn't have a space there. He's, he's, he just, he's not comfortable in that, in that type of system and it's not going to work. If we change something there and we have Coutinho maybe playing as a 10 or maybe as a wing a little bit and combining him with, uh, I don't know, Ansu Fati on the side or Dembele on that side, whatever you want to do, maybe that's a, that's a way of, of using Coutinho. For me, I like I like Coutinho, even though he didn't have a, a very good uh, yeah. second season. I think uh, he's a good player to have. He's, it's not like, I mean, if, if you can't sell him, I would keep Coutinho because he's not one of the older guys. And he can still play a little bit, so I would keep him. But I understand if they if they have to sell him because that's that's his that's their biggest their biggest uh, asset right now. That's the guy that can actually bring some money to Barcelona because the rest of the team they're not gonna get uh, a lot out of them. Yeah, I would keep him. Uh, I just think in this pandemic and stuff, there's just no one's gonna take him. He's young. We just have to create a formation and a tactic that's going to use his talent because he is a very talented player, and I think he still has a space in this team. So I would keep him because I think the time away would help him appreciate the time that he's gonna have at Barca, and I think it's gonna be kind yeah. of a new beginning. Now I'm an optimist with this, so I think that's going to be that. Now let's go to the next player, Suarez. What do we do with Suarez? I would keep him, but in the bench, on the bench. Coming as a, I mean, having him as an option, maybe in the second half, maybe 30 minutes, uh, trying to come from the bench and, and really spark the team, having a nine on the box, but stop starting him all the time. I think it's it's been hurtful yeah. for the team and even for him because we all saw that he's not at the same level. He can maybe score a similar amount of goals, but creating plays or being part of the association that you need, be, you need to be part of in Barcelona has not been there for for Suarez for a long time. So I would go with keeping him because, I mean, if he was going to bring some money, I would sell him, but he's not going to, nobody's going to pay a lot of money for him right now. So why not just keep him in the, on the bench? I mean, that's fine. You can, you can have an experienced guy that can come in and, and try to score some goals. Some, sometimes I, I don't think that's going to be hurtful. So, Feelings away from this season, I would keep him and have him coming from from the bench and giving. I mean, I would rebuild the system, and, and so uh, we wouldn't need we wouldn't actually need a uh, an actual nine there to be the the guy in the box. And especially if they if they do bring Lautaro Martinez, that that's a it's not like they're gonna play both of them at the same time. So, yeah. but even if they not if they don't. I would just go with Griezmann as a starting guy there 
and or whoever else, Dembele and Sufati or whatever they want to do, and have Suarez coming from the bench playing one every other game in, in La Liga. We have Copa del Rey still. I mean, I think we can still get a lot from Suarez. Just stop starting him all the time. I'm the opposite. I don't think we can get any more. I want to sell him off the team because I don't think he creates a great locker room environment. He's not teaching the youth like how to develop as a number nine. And I think one of the big moves you have to do is get rid of him. I mean, I appreciate everything yeah. he's done, but he should have been um, kind of not been playing the full 90 starting last year, for example. That should have been rotating him with the nine so that he can get used to this. It's going to seem very sudden because he's been playing so many games, but I think we need to sell him for whatever <laughs> we can get and just get him off the team because, like I said, like he's not – when I think of him, he's not the ideal locker room person. He's not going to be mentoring the youth players to, to, to develop them. I mean, remember the play where he gave one of the worst <laughs> passes to Ansu Fati and yelled yeah. at Fati? Like, what yeah, he are was you like, talking He was about? like, run no, or I, I, whatever I, he said. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I would, I would have turned around as far as and just flipped him off. I would have been like, "Are you yeah, serious Fati, right now?" Like, no. Fati looks like that. such a decent guy, right? Like, he's like, "Okay, okay, Luis, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, whatever. Let's go, let's just keep playing." Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, I, yeah. if they Next sell guy. him, that's fine. It's not like we're gonna cry. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, and let's move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Next guy, Griezmann. <laughs> Griezmann. No, I think you have to you have to rebuild the system and have Griezmann as, as a key point. And then if it doesn't work, then you can okay move on. Because the thing is, we we yeah. this couple of season or this season has been more of a okay. Let's see how we can play Griezmann there, who or we can put him there so he can play, and then let's let's win somehow. And it's not been working. And he played against on the left side in this game. I, I don't understand why they keep doing this with Griezmann. We all know when he plays on the left side, he's just going to get the ball, give the ball back, and that's it. That's all that he can do there. He's not he's not fast enough in that regard to really win a one-on-one -on -one and, and then cross the ball or do whatever. So if we're going to play the 4-3-3, just sell him. And, I mean, just ship him out to PSG or whoever wants him and rebuild the team. I mean, if you're going to go the Coutinho route and if you have people interested in Griezmann, okay, sell them. If you're not going to use him as the main point of your offense, right by Messi. So I, I would keep him. I like I like Griezmann I, and I think he's one of the guys that would have fought more in that loss, would have given the team more effort from the, from the first uh, half and maybe pressuring a little bit more up there because we all, we, we all see it. We, when Barcelona tries to pressure, it's Griezmann leading the way because Messi and Suarez just can't do it anymore. So I would keep Griezmann and make him the focal point of our offense somehow. Yeah, I would keep him too. And I would try to change the attack, like I said, the formation and try to really focus on Coutinho and Griezmann and try to yeah. harness that attacking power somehow. So, you know, I would keep him, especially for the price point. Obviously, we can't sell him. And like you said, with his defensive prowess, he's going to be able to do this. And this brings me to the next point, Alejandro. I don't know if you're ready for this. Messi, I think we should really? sell him. Now, I'm, listen, just listen, to, listen yeah, yeah. to my argument here. Okay, listen to my argument I, he's going to be 34 this year. We have to be realistic, okay? Now, I want him to stay in the club forever and ever, but I think it's being a detriment to the development of the team going forward. Now, what I mean by that is that the board has to be really sincere and, you know, I'm fortunate with this board and I'm, you know, I was hoping 
you know, with the new board, they're going to have more vision, but we can't wait another year. This is the problem. Okay. Like you said, Messi can go to Man City and they'll play up the nose for Messi because Pep wants them and all this stuff. I think that's the only option. Now think about this. If we get rid of Messi, Messi will be happy. He'll go to Man City. But all of a sudden, Alejandro, that opens up so many tactical options that we can use with the players that we just talked about. Ansu Fati, Coutinho, Griezmann, and all of a sudden, all those players are under 30. So all of a sudden, that gives us time to develop. And we have to think about the future. This is going to be transition time. We have to think of it that way. And I was thinking about this morning. I was like, you know, obviously, I've never thought of, you know, trying to sell Messi. But this is the only time. Because if we don't sell him now, we're not going to get anything after, right? And also, he's going to be 34. And just as Suarez is, Messi right now is has too much power and control in the lineup. And he's not able to adapt to these different things. So to me, I just think financially looking at the future of the club, this is the moment I think you have to really sincerely look to sell him, for example, at Man City, because he will get a lot of money yeah. for us as well. No, those are good arguments, but you can't sell Man City. It's, it's like selling Jesus for the Christian show. No, no, no. Yes. You can't. You can't. Everyone, everyone's for sale. No, everyone's for sale. Messi, Messi's going to end up in Barcelona, I think, his career, whatever. If he wants to go play in Argentina, that's fine. That's That can be another end of, of the Messi era. But I don't I don't feel like they're going to sell him. I just – what I would like to see, it's more of a letting Messi know that he's not going to be playing 90 minutes all the time. When we're winning by one goal and we need to make a sub and Messi's not running there. But this is but this is, the problem. Well, this is the problem. This is the problem. There's no coach that's going well, to come in right now. Everyone's talking about Pochettino. There's no coach that's going to What fight about with Xavi? Messi on Xavi this. can tell Messi, problem. hey, Leo, we did it. Andres did it. Xavi, Xavi did it. Well, I, I'm, I'm just talking about the type of person, right? Like that's the guy that played with him that can tell him, hey, Messi, Leo, we love you, but you're not playing the 90 minutes at the same level. So we're going to sometimes – In some matches, you're not going to play those minutes. So I, I wouldn't sell them. They can rebuild, have a young team with Messi there, and then make that transition a little bit more smooth that way. But, and and I still, I mean, you're, you're talking about Manchester City and maybe, but watching yesterday's game, I don't know where Messi would play in, in that in that system, right? No, no, I, no I, I, know, I know it's not a problem, <laughs> but looking at their system, It's not like, oh my God, Messi can fit here, so maybe Manchester City is going to give us 250 million for him. But but this is, this is the thing: is Pep is the type of manager that's going to find a position yeah, and actually change the be, whole team be, around. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I think for me, I'm I'm just looking at the yeah. next three years, and like we can't just think that Messi is going to keep providing all this attacking. And if he's there, he's taking away a spot, right? And obviously, he is a Hall of Fame player. I will not argue yeah. any of these things. I'm just thinking financially, the project, the transition. We need to go young and. What if we put Coutinho in Messi's spot? Now, I know, you know, we have to take away the illusion, but, I, you know, if we give Coutinho this opportunity and he's going to be in the club for the next three to yeah. four years and Messi won, that's what I'm looking at, okay? Now, let's go to the midfield. Now, obviously, Rakitic Vidal out. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not going to discuss this. I know you're out. The only one I want to discuss really is Busquets. Now, with Busquets, my thing is you have to tell him and put him to pasture that he's only going to play one out of three games And he's going to be a second half sub. That's it. He got outrun, outclassed in this past match. And we've seen this for the whole season that he just doesn't have the legs anymore. So what do we do with him? Do we try to sell him or do we just keep him and keep him as a no, second No, nobody's going to pay a lot for him. So I would just keep him and, like you said, play him every one or two games. 
uh, coming when games are maybe in control or when you need more control of the, of the ball and maybe more distributing of the ball. And I would keep him. I mean, I, I've been saying that he's he has to learn or he should learn from what Xavi and Iniesta did. They were different players. They they could change the game even playing 30 minutes, and that's something that Busquets is not going to do. It's not like he's going to come in and make a revolution out of his game. But I think he's a guy. He's a good guy. I, I actually think he can be a good guy for the locker room, right? He has that type of personality that he can teach other guys. Like, hey, you're doing this. You're not doing that. He's different from Suarez in that regard. So I would just keep him and have him in, in the bench, on the bench. And because he can be a good guy for for Alenia, for Push to actually learn for, learn a lot from him. Even Sergio Roberto, if, if they're gonna play him in yeah. midfield, I think Busquets can can help him a lot to coming back to that position and and learning from the, and from the system. He's a he's a Masia La Masia guy, so I would I would keep him there as a sub because we're not. I mean, if we if we can sell him and get 50 million out of him, I would do that. But I don't, I don't think that's no, that's, that's going to happen. So I would just keep him as a sub. Yeah. 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 So that would do the same thing. Now let's go to the defense because, you know, well, before we get to the defense right now, this coming year, I really want them to focus on young players. I'm willing to take more losses to develop the young players like Monchi, give him a chance. Alenia, give him a chance. Ricky Puj, obviously, give him a chance. And Dijon, get them to start working as a nucleus because that's the only way we're going to get out of this run. We cannot just buy players. We have to get into this mentality of trying to buy the best players. We have enough talent. These players are good enough, but we have to actually see them. And they're only going to get experienced by playing. Now, I want to go to the defense. The biggest one I have is Alba. For me, this is the biggest problem because Alba still has four years left on his contract, Alejandro. Four years. That is unthinkable right now because he's not going to get better. We need someone to push him. I it, it, The same for me with Suarez right now. If we can just sell him for anything, I would sell him because right now I think he's a bad person in the locker room. His attitude towards Kool-Aid lately has just been really bad. And his just effort you know, on the field, he, I just don't see anything that I can grab a hold of and say – Yes, Alba for the next four years is going to do X, Y, and Z. I think it's going to continue to slide, and we just need to get someone young in there to get Yeah, and he's been injury-prone in the last couple of years, so he's not 100% in that regard either. So I will – I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you in most of them because if you can sell them, fine, but being realistic, I don't think they're going to get money for him. So yeah. I, I would keep him too. He, he will be, but he's not going to be my starter. I mean, I would rather have a young guy there learning from Alba somehow. I mean, from watching him the past couple of years or whatever, I would keep him as a as a sub too. Maybe sometimes you need a a little refreshment in that in that area and maybe the starting guy gets injured okay you play alba but not not having him as one of the regulars and one of the uh, the players that has to be there i mean the only option that i see happening and maybe that's the way he stays and he starts is if they change i mean setien is now going to be gone but if he would have tried the 352 yeah. and maybe you have alba more playing as sure. an as an attacking player and, rem- and forgetting yeah. about defense maybe defense, that would have been yeah. an option for alba to actually 
be refreshing in that regard. So, but I, I, I mean, we all know Setien's going to be sacked at some point this this couple this couple. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, That's what they're saying here so in Spain on so Monday. Tomorrow. Yes. So, Monday, so if that happens, yeah. I don't know if the guy if the guy that comes is going to try the three five two. Maybe Alba's an option there because you can have a. It's it's a very similar sure. case to Marcel in Real Madrid, right? We know that he can't come back, yeah, yeah. but he's kind of good in, in in attacking positions. He can be an option there as a left wing. I, I wouldn't like that because I would rather have Ansu Fati playing in that and having all that space or even Dembele having all that space to actually create and and being dangerous on that side. But that, that would be my only option. But if you have the option to sell him for, what, 20 millions, I would sell him. Why not? Yeah. All right. So I just want to finish off. I mean, obviously we can go through the whole roster, but you know, these are the most important players I wanted to talk about. We just have two questions from some of the listeners. So the first one from Mig Kuhn. I don't know if that's Miguel Kuhn or something like this. Hello. I have a question. <laughs> Thank you. If the team does not change, do you expect that the board stepping down and the manager being sacked will improve anything? My opinion is that it will, but within a couple of seasons, changing the players and making a team reconstruction is slow. So like just what we would point out, the biggest thing is, you know, it's funny, Alejandro um, Bartomeo came on after the game and he said, you know, this is a huge defeat. We have to learn from this. We're going to have an urgent meeting Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, this time it's like, it's, it's urgent, but Monday, we're going to wait till Monday, wait for the weekend. So again, I don't think anything's going to happen with this. He's just, the rumor here in Spain is he's going to call early elections, but for March. And that's still not good enough. Like it has to happen this week, you know, for something to drastically happen, it's not going to happen. Bartomeu is not going to step down. If anything, he's going to drive the bus over <laughs> Abidal, poor Abidal. He just came in, you know, like, uh, and he's going to fire some people just to say, I made some changes, but Bartomeu is the one at fault here, right? Of all these things. I mean, again, do you have anything to well, add on We have to remember that? La Liga starts on September 12th. So they actually don't have a lot of time to not even, I mean, they don't have a lot of time to bring a new coach. So it's less than a month. Bring a new coach, bring new players, kick people out. So it's going to be fast. It's going to be coming fast yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for all of you guys listening to this. It's less than a month. So three weeks, maybe four weeks, yeah. and, and we have a whole new team. So be prepared for what's yeah. about to happen. And I'm with you. I mean, I, I saw the interview. I watched the interview. And I knew he was going to call elections. But then reading that it was going to be in March is is – it's about the same. I mean, we're we're gonna lose. Yeah, we're gonna lose one yeah, year, yeah. or not lose, but like we're not gonna have one the, the the entire year as as we want it without Bartomeu. That's not gonna happen. The the thing is, who's gonna be the coach? That's that's the key point here. Yeah, that's, yeah, a that's key the key point most here because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you bring Pochettino, you know you're going the the Messi route, and they're not gonna sell him. If you bring yeah. a, an entire different guy, young guy with maybe no experience, or uh, I don't know totally different system or way of thinking maybe you're like okay they're actually going for it and they're they're switching everything but we all know Bartomeu and Avidal have been awful at their job Avidal should have just stayed as as a player yeah. and, and then retired right and, and I mean it's bad it's <laughs> luck sometimes they I mean you have to risk it sometimes they 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 tried it with Dembele. Yeah, yeah. They tried it with Coutinho, who I think it was a good sign, and it just didn't work at the at, the, at their time. Uh, but yeah. they have a second shot, right? Because they still have to bring a new coach, and that coach, it's it's gonna be key for whatever they're gonna try to do. I mean, I don't have faith in, in any of this because just of the track record, like you said, three weeks. Um, they said they've already been talking to coaches again. <laughs> this is the problem, though. Is that 
the coach is going to come for one year and you're yeah. going to have a new board and the new board is going to bring Xavi. So which coach is going to come here? You know, obviously the Pochettino, that's the big rumor here in Spain. Another one I've heard too is bringing Sari for one year because no. he has nothing to do. And exactly. I know, I know, but like who else is going no, to come? I'd rather, I'd rather have a, you know, a there's, home there's, guy, a Barca guy. Yeah, but even the home guy is not going to take this job because they know that it's just so temporary and they're not going to be able to the, the locker room. This is the problem is that this one year that's going to happen there has to be so many things to happen and you only have three weeks. And I don't know if you know, but Spanish efficiency <laughs> is not what I think. You know, it's like, if we were talking German yeah. efficiency, different, right? I'd be like, yeah, boom, boom, boom. But no, just like I said, they should have had this meeting last night, like right after the game. They should have been like, get on a Zoom call. Team gone. Yes. Coach. Well, we, exactly, we saw what exactly. Juventus did right after the game. The, the very next day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Sari. Okay. Welcome, Pirlo. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Last question we have is from at Ann Nielsen. Do you think someone will sit down and lay out a five to 10 year plan vision or is everyone too busy thinking about their own position, career, escape? Also, will Barca Spanish football have to change style completely to compete in Europe? Was last night not only a loss or but end of an era? So let's go for the first one. So the five to 10 year plan. Uh, no, it's not going to happen until a new board comes in. That's the first problem, right? We saw this with Bartomeu that after he got voted in 2015, 2016, that he was going to lay out this plan, but he did nothing to accomplish this. So this is the problem with the board is they have such a short tenure. They're just trying to figure out the, the immediate with also trying to do the plan, but the plan yeah. changes, right? And you saw that they, they say, oh yeah, we're going to bring, we're going to promote La Masia players. And then all of a sudden it's mm -hmm. Dembele. Coutinho, Griezmann, you know, so this type of thing. So I don't think it's really going to happen until the new board comes fresh from zero. Then they can lay out the plan. Obviously, Victor Fon is the front runner, but we're going to have to see what happens. Also, do you think it's the end of his era with your football? I don't. I just think this is well, just a one-off with this situation because he, she's bringing up Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, and Barca. But all those teams, for example, eh, You know, they have issues and it's not more of the style. I think it's just those teams in general and also just the situation. With well, we saw it season. in La Liga, right? It was more of an even tournament, but not 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 that mm -hmm. every other team got better. But the, the top teams actually fell down a lot. Yeah. Real Madrid and Barcelona were not as good as they were. Atletico, who should have been fighting for the title, was fighting to actually get into the Champions League. And... I don't know. It's it's been a, a down year for for Spanish teams, but I don't think it's it's in or an era. I think they they have to just readjust yeah. their their teams and and trying to come back. I mean, the last time we didn't have Spanish teams in the semifinals was 2006 or something like this. So this talks about a, yeah, a yeah. very good era of Spanish teams dominating Europe or be, at least being there as the top teams in Europe, and it's. I mean, it was a surprise. Leipzig won against Atletico Madrid. That was a surprise. Uh, Real Madrid lost us yeah. against a very good Manchester uh, City team. Barcelona lost a, against a very good Bayern Munich team. It, that's normal, right? I mean, we. we I mean, the yeah. Premier League doesn't have any teams in the semifinals. It doesn't mean that the Premier League is a bad yeah. league right now. It's just yeah, these yeah, results yeah. this year in this type of tournament just didn't work for their teams. Like for example, with the with the Leipzig Atletico, they go set two legs. I think that Letico can manage yeah. the second leg to get the victory to, to yeah. advance through, right? Um, but with Real Madrid, like you said, that was already the second leg they already played, so they're out. Maybe, but with us, we we get eliminated. So I don't no. think it's end of an era. I just think it's this moment of this craziness with this pandemic. Why can be the end of an era? It's maybe getting away from 
playing four three three all the time. We have to play four three three. No, we can we can actually adapt yeah. and maybe play different systems and see what can happen. Because sure. I know the four three three was awesome for us, and that it, I mean it brought us so many titles. But it's it's part of the game. It's it's adjusting. Other teams yeah. already know how to uh, damage the system, so and they're getting very good at it so why not just change and 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 readapt and maybe offer a different type of of, of system with the same la masia flavor right you, you can still do that because i yeah, mean yeah. barcelona is going to keep winning games they're going to keep winning titles but they don't have to do it for the rest of the history of soccer playing four three three right they can change things and that's that's what yeah. i want to see i want to see yeah. adjusting adjusting to the new times and maybe playing a different system for sure that's you know adaptive football just like you said it's it's changing tactics when you need to having players that are adaptable for different systems this is going to be the new modern football you cannot just be so ingrained in one formation so whew, we, we we spoke a lot about this uh it, we're gonna be we're gonna be off for a couple of weeks obviously we're still going to be creating stuff on our patreon community like i'll still be doing the mini news pods especially like you said three weeks there's just going to be as they say here, chaos, chaos all the time, every day. So we're still going to do that. Mariana and I are still going to do our Barca Talk Cafe once a week and just do that. So, But we're going to be off on this feed until probably September after Labor Day, essentially. So you're going to have some time off. Uh, enjoy it. We'll talk then. Do you have anything else to say before tell the people? Before no, we sign just, off? I mean, we're going to come back really fast. So it's not like it's not going to be that long summer, yeah, right? Yeah. Every time we, we get kicked out of the yeah, Champions yeah. League in the last couple of years, it's been such a long summer for the season to restart. It's been, it's, it's, it's been more difficult. I think the, and this season is going to come by so fast. I mean, three weeks is nothing. And so, I mean, it's going to be fine. I just want to see a lot of what we talked about being done and, We'll see if it happens. Yeah, we just want to see a lot of changes. And like you said, it's going to come fast and furious. So until next time, we'll talk that. to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.